Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And this is Side Note podcast where every episode we chat about life and what's stumping us right now. And then we research and splice in all the science and mind-blowing shiznit throughout so you are entertained while simultaneously learning. This week we're talking about alcohol. Like so many, we have a lot of stories related to drinking, but we get into some of our best ones, including Greg breaking into a famous celebrity's car. Stay tuned to find out who it is. Our producer Rachel then does a deeper dive into what happens when you are blackout drunk something some of you might have experience with. And then we debate, as always, whether or not alcohol is good or bad for society. And, you know, our opinions, as always, differ a lot. So stay tuned to find out where we stand. I'm so sick today. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. apologizing to all the podcast listeners if I sound congested and gross. Last night I was literally had a waterfall running out of my nose. <laughs> and I've, You don't sound that bad at all. Okay, me. I've drugged myself up, but I'm going <laughs> to... Maybe be sniffling off to the side. I try not to make it like disgusting because I know that sound can be really. I feel like you have like not that bad of a sick voice. Like it could be worse. It's actually not so bad right now, but I can feel it. I feel awful, and it might segue (laughs) into what we're talking about today because uh, I did drink quite a bit of alcohol over the weekend. Uh Oh, is that why you're sick? That's what I'm saying. I don't know if that's why. I also didn't sleep a whole lot because of that. Not that I was like crazy party. Yeah, but I didn't drink. I didn't drink this weekend, but you did. And I'm, yes, it was my cousin's wedding. I I know. I know you had to. That's fair. That's Um, fair. That's fair. That's fair. I had to party. So yeah, I mean, uh, that could be the reason why I'm feeling down. I think there is also just a virus going around. So be careful. Everyone of people here are summer colds do happen. Oh my gosh. And alcohol does not help. Okay. Let's talk about our favorite (laughs) juice, our favorite poison. It's like story time. And I feel like we have millions of stories. This is so sad, but obviously lots of people are age have lots of stories to share about being drunk, their experiences with alcohol. I feel like I have like so many more because I feel like in my life I've drank a lot more than you. I think so too. Okay, when not was, anymore. It's true. Things have happened. Things have switched. I, I became an old man at the ripe now. age of yeah. twenty nine. But you do drink more than me now, which is wild. I think I I've like peaked later in my life. Like I barely drank in university. In high school, I tried a couple times, and in university, even when I was legal, I was like. Yeah, every now and then I'll drink, but I I always have had a bad hangover, whereas everyone in university felt fine after drinking. I remember, like, drinking enough to kill a small horse and waking up the next day, and, like, I don't think I ever even thought about a hangover. When I met Greg, <laughs> like, he was a functioning alcoholic for sure. Okay, I don't know. Okay, wow. I'm, like, immediately <laughs> defensive. I don't know if that's necessary. Actually, yeah, apparently an I think alcoholic- a lot of university students- are functioning Okay, alcoholics. apparently an alcoholic, according to my doctor, is 15 drinks, more than 15 drinks a week. And so for sure, because I think I was doing 15 drinks On the night. weekend. <laughs> yeah, and I was doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. My reason that I wasn't feeling like I was an alcoholic was because I wouldn't drink, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Thursday night was the big university night. Then there's Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday was just like a And I don't remember day. hangovers, which is so weird. Like, now I'm like, whoa. 
There's a lot of evidence to suggest that hangovers get worse as we age, but there's not a lot of concrete science as to why. One reason might be as we get older, we're just drinking less and our tolerance is going down. That makes sense to me. I mean, when I was in university, I was drinking a lot two to three times a week. And now having friends over for dinner on a Tuesday and having one beer is like, woo party. Another reason might be that as we age, we are losing muscle mass and gaining fat. Alcohol is hydrophilic. That means it loves water. So a person with more body fat would have a smaller amount of water space. So the absorption of alcohol would be greater. Basically what that means is an older person with more body fat would become more intoxicated on the same drink as someone with a leaner body. Another hypothesis has to do with our liver enzymes. Liver enzymes metabolize alcohol and help clear it out of our system, but as we get older, we have fewer of those and they work less efficiently. One last hypothesis is that our bodies are just slower at recovering in general, whether we're hungover or it's a virus or we get a wound. But whatever the cause, a hangover is a sign that you're drinking too much at any age. Your body is reacting badly to the amount of alcohol you were drinking. So as of right now, drinking less might be the only hangover cure. Okay, so what was the first time you ever drank? Do you remember? First time. I remember vividly when I was like four years old. I know this sounds weird. Hang on with me. Like, Wait, my- what? <laughs> no. Benadryl does not count. <laughs> no. I remember like my dad having a box, like a 2-4 of uh, beers that were empty and I snuck over to them and they had like weird final like backwashy beer in it. And I just like tried it. And I remember thinking it was the most disgusting thing, probably because it was mostly yeah, spit. It was probably warm. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I remember that I, I don't actually don't know if I was four, but I was young enough that I just like had never I didn't even understand what it was. And I was just like, I'll never drink alcohol. It's disgusting. Parents are at disgusting. four years old. <laughs> Mommy, daddy will never drink I'm alcohol. sober. <laughs> what about the first time you got drunk? First time I got drunk, I can't say I remember specifically so much as I know in high school. Uh, like, I wasn't really part of, like, the popular kids in high school. Could you imagine that? I mean, hello, hashtag gay. Like, yeah, were any like of the us? queer kids. So it was like, uh, there were a couple girlfriends that I had who would, you know, have, like, parties at their places. But not, like, big parties. But I'd always be like, Mom, I'm gonna, can I sleep over at so-and-so's house? Where, like, their parents are there. And sometimes, literally, we would get someone to pretend they were the parent. And be like, yeah, I'm here. I'm they're going to be fine. They're sleeping over. And then they were like, weirdly, I feel like I've heard this story from other people from high schools where you have like the person who's like 20 years old that buys kids in high school alcohol. Okay. So this is, a, there's different things. You're from more of a country. I'm from more of the city with different. Okay. Things. So that never lots of me. students, like in all different schools, there's like this guy who's like 20 years old that will buy you alcohol and you'll pay him. And I'm like, why is a 20-year-old hanging out with, like, 15-year-olds? Because they probably make money. Maybe, you're right. I guess that's, like, a form of a drug dealing. Um, but we would get it from him, and then we would just, like, chill at the did house. You get, and did you throw up? Did you? I did. Like, I don't, we just chilled at the house. What? You, like, didn't? Was no, it wild? Uh, it was, I remember, like, all we would get was, like, those mixed drinks. So they'd be, like, you know, Vex. mixed. It was, like, it wasn't Vex. I think it was, like, Mike's Hard Lemonade or Oh, girl, like she classy. That. Yes, girl. Oh, my God. That's, like, Girls expensive. loved her lemonade since the beginning. But I just remember drinking and being drunk and, like, I don't, I don't remember the first time whether or not I got sick 
Or I definitely, as a young person, did throw up a couple times. You're responsible in general. I could see you like having like you know. I was like experimenting, honestly. Like I would experiment and finding Nemo's lulls. (laughs) But I would always be very hungover, and that's why I never got so into drinking. That sucks. I never got hungover. Yo, in Toronto, what it was for us? I don't want to like. I guess I should say their names because hopefully they're not doing it. Petey was who we would call. You would call a number. A guy would come named Petey. Go get Petey. Yeah, Petey, and they would come to like a street. You would get in the van. You would drive around the block and. And you would pay them, and they'd give you like Vex or forties. You call, you order ahead of time, and it was like this. What like, whole you had a phone number? Yeah, Did yeah. You have yeah. to call from your parents' phone. Like there was no yeah. cell phones. Yeah, you would call from your parents' phone, and what? you would meet them at a certain time. Like, and everyone, like everyone, was using PD. So like, it would it would take like three hours for him to show up because he had so many like like people that he was giving it to. It was it was like a full establishment. So that's how we would all get drunk. And oh I remember the first time God. I got drunk was off a of 40 of beer. Like remember 40, it's like Colt 45. Yeah. Did you, did you ever drink that? It's like very like I don't the know, giant cheap. beer cans. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I remember my dad was driving me to like a semi-formal and I like had smoked some weed and like drank and then I had to like get in the car with him. And I just remember him driving like up and down hills and I was like <laughs> giggling because it was like so fun and I was drunk, but I was also like beside my dad and I knew I was drunk because I like wasn't scared like I was so scared about him <laughs> coming like, but then I got drunk enough that when like, he showed up I was like hey scared. dad and I was just like laughing as we went oh over hills I'm like this God. is so do you think fun. he knew like do you think your parents knew yeah I think that they might have known they must I always think back on that but then sometimes when I think about like being gay I think like I thought my parents would know that and yeah. they did not so sometimes I sometimes think parents are like purposefully uh, blissfully uh is that what's the word? Blissfully, Blissfully ignorant. ignorant. Blissfully yeah. ignorant. Because they also are just like, I don't want to know that my kid's drunk. Okay, what's the craziest thing you've done drunk? Oh my God, Mitch, you're I, so responsible. No, I, I feel like I have a bajillion I have a very specific stories. thing that happened to us here. You tell your stories first because yours is like more funny and uplifting. I think I know what you're going to say. Because Are you going to talk about the time we fought? <laughs> yes. Because Mitch, that can't be your <laughs> most crazy drunken story. What? You literally shoved a nail into my face. Okay. Oh my <laughs> God. Mitch. Okay. So Mitch, first of all, is obviously an angry drunk and doesn't have any fun <laughs> stories. What do you mean? Are you seriously going to tell that story? No, because I think the end of it's really funny and I feel like Okay, you tell your story because mine's really funny. Okay, I broke into Paris Hilton's car. Okay. Yeah, for real. That's a no, funny you go story. first. We're no, not Ending with the I, fight. No, because I'm going to try and think of a funnier story. Okay. So the fight one he wants to talk about is that once we just got really drunk. Wait, don't spoil go, my story. Well, because I don't think you should say it. Oh, okay. It's like not a good one. We go, and I didn't shove a <laughs> we nail were... into your face. <laughs> we got drunk, as couples do, too yeah. drunk. Yes. And then we got into a fight and a, a fence was stuck that I was trying to like, open Like we were it. at Greg's home. We went back to Greg's house. No. You know what? There were steps to get here because on the way home, you like left and went with your friends and left me alone and I was upset about that. Okay. So. I'm like actually <laughs> mad right now because you're so <laughs> annoying because it's not what happened. You also, we also got drunk in yeah. a weird setting with some like old president of Guelph guy <laughs> that was also like really weird. We got so wasted. I threw yeah. up in his bathroom. You threw up in his bathroom. Oh uh, yeah, probably. Okay. Um, oh, anyway, God, the, that the point of the story matter. was that when we went, I just found it so funny looking back because we went back and I had like my bike or something in your backyard. I was like, I'm going to go home and bike. And you were like, you can't like, you're way too drunk. You're not biking home. We went into the backyard and, and Greg was like shoving the fence closed. It was like a wooden fence. So it was like, you know, you close it by just like shoving it and then it gets stuck. And then I was trying to escape, but was, pushing the door the wrong way so it was getting more and more stuck and so So I was pulling it the right way and then we but then we tried to pull it open because we were stuck and all of a sudden it just like flew open and there was literally the head of a nail that was sticking out that hit me in the face and right above my lip below my nose and blood 
everywhere and it was raining also so the blood was like screaming yeah, because- you were screaming for hours <laughs> well, I thought, I my thought- roommates really thought that like something like when i told <laughs> them it, it was bad like there was a lot of blood but they thought that we were well like, i thought fully, my like, i thought my nose other. broke or something i know it wasn't in, uh, obviously it was an accident but at the time i was like why would you do that to me i was also so wasted so wasted and then when I realized my nose was broken, I was like, hey, it's just my face. But then I remember going to the mirror and seeing, like, the biggest gash in my lip and was just like, There's still you a scar, ruined. Right? But yeah, it's, it's actually not a very big scar and it's under my, like, mustache now, so you can't see it. But at the time, I was just like, I'm literally going to have a giant gash, a gaping wound in my face for the rest of my life. I was also drunk. I just remember, like, crying so hard that it, like... <laughs> I'm eye-rolling so hard right now because I remember see, also being like, What Mitch. I also think is funny that... That night, and I don't think this is the same night, but in my mind, I've combined them together. Is like I was so sick in your bedroom that yeah, night. Yeah, different night, different uh, night. Okay. Okay. So the one night was the fight night. The other night, which I thought you would have told, which is less dark, was just when you first we were drinking. But I also got you stuff. Oh, that was a different night. Yes, that oh, was a, different, that was a, d- a night of joy. We <laughs> okay, were watching sorry. wicked videos, <laughs> and then he threw I've up. Combined them, <laughs> and I all, all I had was a paper bag. So you barfed in the paper bag, and then the paper bag broke, and there was just like barf yeah, and paper but that, everywhere. Yeah, like literally, I remember barfing. We didn't realize it. Was paper i don't think and so after a few seconds the paper just like leaked open and we just heard, i remember like hearing a little waterfall and we were like what's that and then we realized there's just like puke everywhere and then we floor. like cleaned up the towels and went to the local laundromat we had to <laughs> oh. do the like load four times in a row because there's like food i know we'd eaten burgers. Re- i think Ugh. when we were that young we didn't realize like when you put something in the washing machine you can't just like it doesn't just disappear puke. yeah like, yeah yeah the you machine to... then oh, just God. had like chunks of food and stuff in i know it. and we were like let's just run it one more time all right, we're going to do it. We're going to talk about throwing up and barfing and why alcohol makes us do that in the first place. I know it's gross, so bear with me, but really it comes down to two simple factors. And one is that alcohol has irritant properties that literally just upset your stomach. And if you have too much of it, the lining of your stomach's like, I don't like this, this is not fun, and you're going to have tummy aches, and maybe you're going to bring that back up. But beyond that, you also have a center in your brain that's literally the vomiting center of your brain. So it's tipped off anytime a toxic substance comes into your body. So whether that's, you know, something poisonous or, or you get food poisoning or something like that, the center of your brain goes, yeah, we actually don't want that in here. And so we're going to send some signals back down to the stomach and the esophagus, and we're just going to get that out of here. Now, yes, this is tied into alcohol poisoning, which is when your blood alcohol level rises above a level that is considered toxic. And, you know, you might find yourself in the hospital should this happen. So the most important thing to remember here is to not have too many drinks too fast. It's not necessarily about the number you have, but if you're shoving them all within one hour or, you know, some people taking shot after shot after shot within minutes, you're more likely to raise that blood alcohol level and risk alcohol poisoning. Now, you might be thinking, why don't I just make myself throw up and then I can get over this whole moment? But you want to think twice about that because when you don't throw up naturally and, you know, you shove your fingers down your throat or something and you're forcing it, it actually puts a lot of strain on your esophagus and can lead to something called esophageal tears that can make you throw up blood. On top of possibly bringing up partially digested food that might end up in the respiratory system. So it's actually better to let your body do it naturally than to force it upon yourself. Happy barfing! Okay, okay, so that was a bit of an angry story, but ended happy. And so tell you, you have a crazy story with Paris Hilton. Okay, so one of the times in my life where I think I was really drunk again. <laughs> okay, so, okay, let's paint the scene. It's 2008. Okay, okay so like okay. art kids have moved on. Is from... it like, what's 2008? Like Kesha, TikTok? Is that? 
the right time. Uh, well, I was at an MIA concert. Okay. Uh, Kanye West Stronger. Okay. That's like what it was. Work it was like, it. this is literally like, it was literally like art kids used to love indie music, like Arcade Fire. Now they've moved on to like Daft Punk and Kanye West. It was like neon everywhere. Okay. So it's like, that's what the hip kids were doing. That's what I was doing. I, I was wearing a shirt this night that was pink and it said made in the 80s. Like <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> like I cannot believe that I wore that shirt. You also used to have those stupid sun Kanye West sunglasses that had like the Oh my God, the shades the in front. Oh God. Yeah. Ew, okay. Okay. So where are you though? It. I'm down in Toronto, like near the, oh God, it used to be called Cool House. It's not there anymore okay. but i was at an mia concert also i wore my parents cross-country ski boots to this concert because they had hints of neon no. yes and all of my friends like without this, the skis without the skis because the they were like gray with neon. i hate you. i know and i was trying to fit in because all my friends like worked at american apparel and i was like okay me too i'm cool too <laughs> horrible idea i ended up kicking a photographer who this is a different <gasps> story but he like fell to the ground and then he like posted because you were wearing ski, ski boots. boots and they had the metal thing at the front and i like hurt his shin and i was in his art exhibit later and he had written loser on my face anyway separate story that's <laughs> oh like God. it's a crazy story so i'm leaving the mia concert so drunk okay. very drunk yes and there's this crowd gathering in front of a club and like i'm like what's happening what's happening i get into the crowd they sort of split the crowd in two and all these people go to one side and i and a few other people go to this other side okay. and this black suv pulls up and paris hilton gets out uh, like right beside me and i like I don't really particularly like Paris Hilton that much, but I knew her catchphrase and I grabbed her around the neck and was like, say I'm hot, say I'm oh hot. Oh my God. And she was like, you're hot, you're hot. And I was just like, ah, you're hot, you're hot. hot. <laughs> like I was like so excited. Anyway, Why so didn't is, someone pull you off her or were, were people around her? I like, don't know. It was like, it was, yeah, there was lots of people. There was no security guard. And then also there's like, there's a CBC, like Canadian documentary about Paris Hilton's influence at the time. Mm -hmm. And literally it goes like, and she has crazy fans. And it cuts to a clip of me <laughs> grabbing her, screaming. You can look at it. There's a photo. This. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm screaming and it's like, she is crazy fans. I literally like never watched a simple. Life. I'm not a fan, but it like, I am the typical fan in my made in the eighties pink shirt. Like right. losing, like you white gay, a famous person losing my shit. Yeah. And I was like clearly gay that it like, I fit the bill. Right. Anyways, she goes inside, everything dies down. I'm so drunk with my friend, so full of confidence, feeling so good. And her black SUV is there and like no one's paying attention. I'm like, oh my God, Leah, like, let's like break it. Let's just break into her car. No. So we open the door and we get into Paris Hilton's Wait, car. Wait, it was unlocked? It was unlocked. It just was sitting so there weird. with just no one there around. Unlocked. So me and Aaliyah, my friend, get in the car. <laughs> We're screaming. The song is playing. You had a bad day. You take <laughs> oh one God. down. I just picture <laughs> that that's like what she had on repeat the whole ride there. I have no idea. And I'm like panicking and like so excited and just like sitting in Paris Hilton's car. I pick up this thick like wad of paper and it's a script for the movie that she's filming house of wax so she's filming house of wax in toronto the script's wow. in the car and i'm like going through it we're laughing so hard then my friend starts to scream so that movie hadn't been made yet but it has been no, made now so yeah it's been made oh, oh yeah oh my god i've not seen house of wax i've never it's seen it it's so no. funny she gets <laughs> murdered in like the most hilarious way it's a really okay. bad kitschy okay. horror film okay, okay. um but it all added up um so then like, my friend screams, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we're getting booked by the Po. Like, we're <laughs> fucked. But I'm drunk, so I'm just like, whatever. Like, white privilege. I'm free. <laughs> like, I'm totally going to be okay. Uh, so we run 
And I'm like, oh my God, I'm being chased. Like, I'm so scared. And like, my friend's screaming. I'm like, this is so bad. We broke into her car. Then I realized that my friend's screams are like joyous. And she like looks at me and she stole her Christian Dior sunglasses. <gasps> and I still That's have where them. those came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, my friend stole Paris Hilton's Christian out Dior sunglasses car. out of her car. Drunk. <laughs> this is what the alcohol can do. And then we were so drunk too that we went back to see what was up. And people were, people were unscrewing the license plate of the SUV. Like, I know. And I'm like, no one was stopping anything. That makes no sense. Is that worth something? Like, I don't, I I think people were just like trolling her. I think it was that Uh, weird time where she was so famous and people people were like, mess with her. And also, everyone was so wasted because it was like, why was there not security by the car? No. Was this a parking lot or they literally just parked in it the It was middle? right. It was like she parked in front of the club. I and bet that she it. didn't plan to stay there very long. Oh, it was like, it was this is the car. I don't know why their driver while. didn't stay in there. Anyways, th- <laughs> this is the power of alcohol because that kind of comp, I could never do that now. Like th- I have so many stories like that. From yeah. I'm so... Oh my god! You even have stories kind of like that when you're sober, to be honest. <laughs> like you have, Wait, you what? have had a lot of stories. Like you met Nicole Kim in when you were a little boy, like screaming at her. In a yeah, that was way. just like gay that's excitement. another time. That's what I mean. <laughs> you also have like this this thing in you, and you were like super crazy adventurous. But you did actually just recently bring those glasses out, and you were like, "These are Paris Hilton's yeah, yeah, yeah. glasses." Because me and my friend who stole them, we do the sisterhood of the traveling glasses, and we just take turns like <laughs> being like, "Remember this." You need to post a photo of that so people will believe it, and then post the. Oh my co- god! And there's photos the of her wearing yeah. them. We found paparazzi. <laughs> photos of Paris Hilton wearing them. Oh my god. I mean, I I'm sure like it was nothing on her. She probably has like a million pairs of sunglasses. Yeah, no, for sure. It's okay to rob Paris Hilton. <laughs> isn't, that the, isn't that like a theme you of You can rob movie? the rich, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Anyways, you're right. I have lots of stories like that. I think when I was young, I just I drank a lot. My prefrontal cortex did not develop very well and very early and I just Forever. didn't feel risk. <laughs> Remember also Club CG? I also in first year, like, cr- bought strobe lights and speakers and made a club in, in my his dorm res room, room that, like, I like invited. hundreds of people Hundreds of people up. showed up. Police came. And at one point, we were, like, jumping on the floor. And the person who lived below us, like, came upstairs and was like, my roof is caving in. And I went down and her roof, like, the, like, little stucco parts were falling down because we were, like, That's mosh terrifying. pitting to, like, And yeah, the building's definitely not designed for that. No. Like, it's made for a few people in a bedroom, not literally a hundred standing and jumping in one spot. And it was, I was so smart. I bought one of those like decals for your car as a strobe light and it actually s- listens to the music. So like I would play music and, and it the would, strobe like, light would it. literally go like perfectly to like girl talk and Daft Punk. It was a really awesome To finish party. that <laughs> off, you want to know how I was such a different person and so were my friends. We once went to a club CG at Greg's room and then the cops showed up and everyone ran. But me and my friends were like, you know, we're good people. We're just going to stand here like oh it's fine. And then they came over to us like the calm good people and gave us tickets well I hadn't had a drink in my hand so I actually didn't get a ticket but my one friend had like a water bottle with a so little bad. vodka and he was like what's in there and then he was like nothing water or he, he had lied I think he said he didn't have his ID or he did and then the cop gave him like a $500 ticket or something like that that he had to pay and I was like why does it happen to the good kids go catch the people that are running You're and I was lazy. like yeah you guys like you gotta run you gotta <laughs> run I ran straight out of my room that day. (laughs) All right. After the break, our producer, Rachel, is going to break down the science of being blackout drunk. The experiments researchers have done to learn more are pretty wild, so stay tuned. Have you ever been blackout drunk before? Yes, I have been blackout drunk. Um, Yes, it was my friend's birthday. Of course, many times. 
and I just drank too much and I did some questionable things like pour out people's drinks. Uh, the first time I probably got blackout drunk was in my first year of university trying to keep up. Is it bad if I don't really remember? <laughs> it's happened a couple times. Don't remember. I like woke up the next morning and I'm like, how did I get in bed? Usually it's not for like the whole night. It'll be like parts. And then you come back and you're like. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm back, and then you're like... No, I'm not. I remember once I got into a fight with someone, like an argument, and then I like came back to it, and then the person was like, there you are, there you are. I don't remember anything I said. If these statements are true for you, you are not alone. One study found that over half of university-aged drinkers have experienced some level of blackout. I mean, this is certainly true for me. When I was in high school and in undergrad, I would do this thing where I would open my throat and drink a Mickey of vodka in under a minute. Okay, so for those of you who are not Canadian, a Mickey is a 375 milliliter bottle of liquor. It's about 13 shots. Okay, so me doing this is not a brag. It's a pretty dumb thing to do. I mean, we could do a whole other episode on the dangerous and damaging things we do to feel part of a group or to feel funny or to feel likable, desired. But we are talking about what happens when you black out. It is essentially alcohol-induced amnesia in that the brain temporarily loses the ability to create new memories. So what's going on in your brain as this happens? Okay, you should first know one... Your brain is super amazing. And two, it's complicated AF. In the 1970s, we had a pretty good understanding of how the kidney serves as a filter and how the heart serves as a pump. The lungs, we knew how they worked. But still to this day, no one can really say how the brain functions as an information processing organ. But here is what we think we know. There is a structure in your brain called the hippocampus. It's actually a Greek-derived word, hippos meaning horse and campos meaning sea monster, since the structure is the shape of a seahorse. I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and yeah, I can see it. Looks like a seahorse. This part of the brain is linked to spatial awareness and conflict processing, but most importantly, to memory. This structure in the brain weaves together information to create our memories of everyday events. And people who have severe damage to this area cannot create new memories. 
So whether you have a full blackout or fragmentary blackouts where only parts of an event are missing, it's believed that the hippocampus is momentarily impaired and turned off. So how did we learn all of this? It was once assumed that only a person who is an alcoholic could experience a blackout. We now know this isn't the case. In the late 1960s, Donald Goodwin recruited people who were alcoholics and of the 100 recruited, 60 said that they had experienced blackout periods. But what he found is that these people during blackouts behaved in remarkably coherent manners. There was no real impairment of immediate memory and they were able to perform simple calculations. But 30 minutes later, these events were forgotten. In another messed up follow-up experiment, he gave participants 18 ounces of whiskey, that's like 18 shots of whiskey, and then provided them with what was deemed to be memorable experiences that someone who was sober would have no problem forgetting. For example, he made them watch porn and then asked them detailed questions about the pornography they had just watched. And another time, he had a frying pan in one hand and asked participants if they were hungry and then said that he was frying up a rat. What? So the drunk participants forgot these events in 30 minutes and still could not recall the events in the days that followed. They could, however, remember events that happened two minutes prior, revealing that short-term memory was working, but not long-term memory. Today, we don't do those kinds of experiments on people, but we do do them on lab rats. And that's a whole nother discussion on animal ethics that we could dive into. But what we've learned from these studies is that the hippocampus isn't the only part of the brain that's impacted. Your frontal lobe is suppressed. That's the reasoning area of your brain that we use when we're paying attention to something. Also, your amygdala is suppressed. That's an area that warns us about danger. That's one of the reasons blackouts can be so dangerous. Not only can you not remember what has happened, but you're also making decisions that can harm you, like driving a car. A blood alcohol level of between 0.2 to 0.3% seems to be able to induce a total blackout where nothing is remembered. But two people could drink the same amount and have a different blood alcohol level. Factors like drinking on an empty stomach or when sleep deprived. Another major risk has to do with how fast you consume alcohol, aka drinking a Mickey in a minute is never a good idea. Women also experience blackouts more often as they are usually smaller on average than men and also have a higher percentage of body fat. A 2017 study found that women would routinely blackout with three fewer drinks than men. There could be a genetic component as well. So you might want to go up to your parents and say, hey, mom and dad, have you ever been blackout drunk before? And they might say to you, I do not feel comfortable answering that question. And that's okay because we already have a study that looked at a thousand pairs of twins. Also, shout out to these twins who are always so willing to participate in these studies. Science really owes you a lot. Okay, uh, a thousand pairs of twins found that a genetic link accounted to half of all blackouts. To sum up, frequent blackouts should not be taken lightly. Anytime you alter your basic brain function, aka turning parts of your brain off, leaves you open to long-term damage.
Okay, it is time to debate. Do you think that alcohol is a positive thing in this society or a negative thing? I feel like my opinion has changed a lot over the years. I think it is net positive for a lot of people, but... What? How? How is it net positive? Well, I think that alcohol, yeah, offers the ability to socialize. Like, it can bring out some really great times, good memories. Obviously, lots of times where you don't remember. But, you know, some of my favorite times have been partying with my friends. And I think that's a really important thing where I am more of an introvert. And I find, like, sadly, I actually don't really, like, love hanging out with a lot of people (laughs) unless I'm drinking, which I know is also You love hanging out with people in small groups. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. But I, I have a hard time, like, hanging out with acquaintances, like, people who I don't really know a lot about that I almost, like, feel bad that I don't care to know about because I'm just like, oh, I'd rather, like, be hanging out with my close friends right now. But it's an easier time for me drinking and being able to chat with someone. And I become more genuinely interested because I feel less, I think, insecure. Like, alcohol allows me to be more outgoing and more and funnier and more fun, I think. Uh, and that's nice. But obviously, there's a point at which it goes too far. There's, like, a nice little range. There's an annoying thing where the first and second drink just makes you tired. So then you have to drink more. But then it's, like, if you go too far, then you're going to be so hungover and just, like, too drunk. Yeah, I feel like you're right. I think the issue with me... And alcohol, especially when I was younger. So I do not drink as much now as I used Hardly, to. Hardly, yeah. But I am like a really good drunk. Like I know that that sounds weird, but it's like when I get drunk, I like get really fun. positive. Yeah, I'm yeah. really fun. I break into Paris Hilton's car. I make memories with people, and I think, <laughs> like you do know what I mean. I've never like I've right. never you gotten don't get angry. dark, and I don't, don't get angry. So yeah. no one's ever really told me to stop in Mm -hmm. fact the more i drink like i can see the energy around me is like people get excited yeah whereas with you i think there are i think sometimes like like, it's the opposite people get not the opposite no no people don't get on edge but you definitely can go go either way yeah Yeah. there's times if it's and it's not even necessarily correlated exactly with the amount it's just must be my mood and what's happening around me and if it doesn't immediately just like yeah and i would say not so much with friends obviously it was more it's more likely with you if i'm like in a bad mood and or like i was mad at you or something then alcohol will bring out like a more brash side of me where i can just like say what i want you know what i mean in a play that's not very considerate and yeah i guess me too though like that's like i I think the thing though about alcohol is that there are people who it actually makes them like like bad people. Not bad people. But no, but you're right. They people get, say like, like how some alcohol makes people want to fight and like yeah. makes them dominant and And there's like certain friends I know who I'm just like, okay, they're getting drunk. Like, yeah. oh. Like, they get, like, yeah, they start to insult people. Or, like, they're, yeah, levels yeah. of humor can become blurred because they think they're being funny, but they're actually being Or they mean get like, now. they're like, they get so drunk that they're like, wor- they even immediately are like, what am I saying? Like, they get sad or something. Yeah. But like, I feel. I guess it is maybe not a good thing. <laughs> I'm like reevaluating that it can be a good thing. And I think it's so individual that people. Like, I can think of some friends, some acquaintances that I, w- I think it's best that they don't drink. And they're at, they're at their best when they don't and drink. And they are kind of people, like, the ones who I do think about it are the ones who sometimes are like, I'm not drinking tonight. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, you, it's like a journey you have to figure out for yourself. Right. And I think it does affect people differently. And, like, my actual journey for myself is, like, a health thing. I hate being hungover. I feel like we, I've just been busier than I ever have been before that I don't. I don't enjoy having like a Sunday where I sit on the couch and like eat chips and do nothing. Mm. I used to kind of just be like, 
oh, that's like a normal kind of fun way to relax, to be so hungover and laugh about it. But now I'm like, no, that gives me anxiety. Like I need to, I just yeah, have so much to do. Even when you're drunk, I feel like people talk like they're so dumb. Like the conversations you have, like. Oh, if you're sober with drunk people? Yeah. yeah. And compared to like, not that you can't sound dumb when you're stoned, but I feel like some of the conversations we've had when we were like stoned are much more interesting. But when we're drunk, it's just like, why your brain doesn't work properly and you just sound stupid. <laughs> Alcohol flows down the way your brain processes information, meaning the words you are saying change when you are drunk. But the way you are saying them changes too. Wait, am I drunk right now? Nope, I just added a sound effect to change my voice to half its original speed. The rate of speech of a drunk person is significantly slower than that of a sober person. This is likely due to a loss of motor control and slower cortical processing. Alcohol is a depressant, meaning you lose motor control, which means it's harder to physically control what your mouth is doing, causing you to slur your words. In a kind of a weird study, they got birds drunk, and the same thing happened to us in humans, where the drunk bird songs were much more disordered than that of their sober counterparts. Basically, all this research is saying is there's distinct patterns in your voice when you are drunk, making it pretty easy to tell when someone has been drinking. One study found that 78% of participants listening to vocal speech of drunk people were able to detect when a person was drinking. But the one thing I would say for me, and I think for a lot of people, and kind of you're getting at as well, that alcohol can do is it it can help you be vulnerable. It mm-hmm. can help you. Like I, again, like we talk about all the time. I'm not as bad as I feel. Like listening to these podcasts sometimes, I'm like, I sound like a freak. <laughs> like I'm like, don't touch me. I'm so invulnerable. Like I'm not, like that's just what I'm that's working on. That's fairly good portrayal, an accurate portrayal. Oh my God, really? That no, so it's sad. fine. No, you actually, you're vulnerable in different ways than me. You're very vulnerable. Just like it's in some ways with like physical affection and stuff that you're not. But yeah, I, I'd and say. And emotional. Okay, whatever. Yeah. My point is that alcohol can help with that. Like maybe yeah. we're not having good conversations, but like I'll be like, like to a friend, I'll be like, by the way, like I love you. Like I just, <laughs> so you know, I love you. And it's like, I actually mean that. And sometimes you right. need alcohol to do it. And even. Uh, but recently, maybe the argument would be you should learn how to get through that without alcohol as well. But I also think it's okay to. Something. Be aware. Like, if yeah. you're aware of it and you know that it's going to help you and you're on that journey, like, you can't just be like, you need to be more vulnerable. Like, yeah, but is that not a slippery slope to say, okay, well, like, you use yes. alcohol to show your vulnerability, but what's the line of when people slip into addictions? Okay, I think it is a slippery slope, but I think it's just, like, from my own experience, it doesn't just necessarily mean it has to be bad. Like, even with something like comedy right now. So, I'm, like doing stand-up comedy a lot having to be a part of like a scene or whatever which is like really hard for me because I don't feel comfortable in those settings and I'm not as extroverted as people would assume and alcohol like just little bits at a time like I'm I'm at the point where I don't drink that much is so important for me because I can't without it I'll actually sit alone and not talk to anyone with it like with a couple beers I'll have like two conversations like (laughs) like I won't like go like but like it helps me because I am insecure like and I don't want people to think that I'm that's why people drink exactly and I think a lot of like 
the business aspect of it and the part where like it becomes like you need to drink like you need to like show that you like can handle your liquor to work here is like dangerous yeah but i think if you're like relying on alcohol a little bit to just like get the edge off to like i don't know be vulnerable to make a connection to talk to people because they're so insecure i think that maybe that's not as bad as like some people might portray yeah i mean obviously we're not doctors or like people who should be giving this advice at all. Oh God, but no. This yeah, is just take personal. this with a grain yeah, of salt. Like, we don't know anything. A grain of barley. I mean, yeah. I mean, for me, the biggest downside I've ever experienced is hangovers. And if there was a proper hangover cure, I'd probably drink so much more. It's crazy to know oh, that people sure. drink so much, even though they know it could possibly be like the worst next day. Okay, so the thing that's weird though, is like we do have friends, hashtag gays, hashtag like party life, <laughs> who drink a lot, a lot, and they don't talk about hangovers the way that I do. I think because their tolerance is so high. I think you build so a tolerance. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, that's But then dangerous. you have to drink so much. Like I can have no, I like know. a few mixed drinks and feel tipsy and drunk, but yeah. like I think maybe you need a lot more, and you probably well spend they're building so much up more. like enzymes in their liver. Yeah, like, and it can't be good. But it, 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 that is alcoholism. Yeah, Bit I mean, more eating, than eating too much of anything is bad for you, so drinking yeah. too much of anything is bad for you. But I just like I I pray that there will be some pill that people can take one day that is a, a hangover cure, and I still think I could ha- rein it in and have like. I still want to remember the night. I don't want to be blackout. Like blackout is not that interesting to me. But I just don't want to feel crap. Blackout anymore. is not that interesting. Well, blackout, some, the Britney Spears album. Not, now that, oh, that is interesting girl, to that, me. One now, of the best that albums of all sensation. <laughs> but I want to remember. I think some people are excited to get to that point of being blackout and laughing about it. But I'm like, if I can't remember it, it's almost like it didn't happen. Yeah, I don't think like people want to get to blackout. Age. I don't know. Some people celebrate it though. Some people laugh about it. Yeah, all. maybe that's all you can do. At that yeah, point. maybe it's them. Fun. But there's some people who like push themselves to that limit i'm like i've gone there maybe once i don't even you know are if very I, responsible i don't know if i've ever fully gone black i know i can drink I a lot things, that's just, like, but... i got the white irish jeans or something like <laughs> i don't think i've ever blacked out even though i've drank copious amounts of yeah alcohol. i'm like i feel like i barf before i black out some people yeah. must just have different experiences and to me like people can if i if i forget something and someone reminds me then i remember it like it's very rare that i'm like i have no recollection of that at all like if you're like oh and then we went to go grab food here i'd be like oh i, f- I forgot that but now i see a yeah piecing it. together and i remember i used to do that in university all the time i would like wake <laughs> up and call people and be like okay guys let's piece it together lol and we would like go through the night and like all of our stories and all the shit we fucked up and then like piece it together and i that's true like i remember not remembering until people said it and then laughing so hard being like oh my god we ate garbage which i actually <laughs> did i used to eat food out of garbage in university i'd be like i don't want to get like buy chinese food that's- to eat that. I know. I mean, I remember do it all the time. Also, like, me you, and my friend. Do you mean would, like packaged food in the garbage, like, <laughs> or just like raw noodle? Like, like it's like if you go to like there's this place called Sun Suns at Guelph, and it was like if you go outside of it, all the things that they just Greg, order, people would just put it there, and I would just. You <laughs> did not. While Greg's eating the leftover scraps of random strangers, I do also have to admit that I get the munchies. I get hungry after eating alcohol and was wondering why, so I I looked into it. And it turns out that there's a set of neurons called the AGRP neurons that promote hunger. And when you drink alcohol, it actually stimulates these neurons. And it turns out they're actually the same neurons that promote overeating, even in people that, you know, aren't drinking. So when these neurons are overactive, people tend to overeat. So alcohol is really just playing on these AGRP neurons. The truth is, though, that you should really be focusing on what you're eating before you start drinking because 
food in your stomach helps to slow the absorption of alcohol into your blood and your stomach actually increases the metabolism of alcohol when there's food in there. And now some of you are saying, but Mitch, I want that alcohol to get into me faster. This is not what I want. But you know, you can still get drunk. It's, it's going to help mitigate some of the effects of your hangover and how you feel. And it's going to help you last longer through the night instead of just getting, you know, really plastered really fast and not feeling well. So take some advice, eat something before you'll thank me in the morning. Trust me. A couple things nutritionists have realized you should avoid, though, are things like chocolate, tomatoes, and spices, as they can cause acid reflux. And when you're drinking, you're already at some risk for acid reflux. Ultimately, stick to carbs, proteins, fats to better absorb alcohol, as well as fruits and veggies to stay hydrated. I saved money, and me and my friend would also Hooray. just like we would go to the bar and just drink like all the half beers all over the bar to save money and okay. then it was Why like I bet I was all... so high it's like y'all also come from so much privilege and are like I need to save my money so I'm gonna eat garbage and then you all went through like these weird stealing phases and stuff too like you guys were so weird in university yeah kleptomania like it's like it doesn't have anything to do with your privilege <laughs> that's actually crazy no it's true I mean but you're still you're still like throwing away money in university you're still aware yeah. of the and fact you, that you like, don't you usually have a lot of expendable money. cash that you but want. you're right like yeah. A lot of uh, most people who go to university have a certain amount of privilege and money that they don't need to be eating out of the garbage. That's very, very <laughs> true. It was like very much a drunken thing. <laughs> but the only thing I would say, I don't think that alcohol is a net positive. I think okay. when you think about how many people die, when you think about yeah. how it's so socially like ingrained in us, like I know even with like family and friends and yeah. like get togethers, it's like you drink, you drink, yeah. you drink. Like it makes so much sense to me that of course people this can get out of control for people because yeah. it's a and, drug. And how many people like drink and drive? Like it I think yeah, where like we going live, to LA. Yeah, I'm always I was like, say that. People in like LA just do that. Because you have to drive everywhere. People will just drink and then drive like if and I talk have, about if it. I have a drink, I won't drive. Yeah. Not even because of my mind, because I'm just like, it's not worth the risk. Maybe I'm not aware self aware of my drunkenness. And if I get pulled over, I just don't want to get a ticket. Um I feel like it's such a like square when I'm in LA because sometimes you'll get in a conversation with someone where they'll be like oh well you know like four drinks and drive like ofs that's normal and I'll be like Like, that's not normal that is like I don't know (laughs) like I'm not from LA and that's really gross because like I drive and I get mad and they're like okay like, Especially but in a do city, it. like, it's totally, like, not that this is permissible, but, like, if you live in the middle of nowhere in the country and you just have to, like, drive down a, like, country road and you're not worried. That's mi- just as bad. Yeah, you're So right. many people die because you no, you're think right. there's no one there. Yeah, that's true. Okay, and there's, like, animals and stuff. I shouldn't have said that. I just was, like, in a city, you're so much more likely to, like, hit a car or a person or a biker or whatever. It's all bad. And it's, yeah, disturbing how many people on Los Angeles do that, and that's why I hate cities that like rely so heavily on cars. Yeah, I think transit it's, cities are so much cooler. I think it's a <laughs> throwing down that <laughs> being, Wait, being a privilege. <laughs> transit cities are the what? Best. LA is like the most privileged city in the world. No, you're talking about LA, New York, Toronto. Like I'm talking about cities. I'm talking in general about major expensive. cities, yeah. like the ones with transit. I'd, it's it's like you know services for yeah. citizens. No, I agree. So I agree. Sorry, but I would just say I think that what we were talking about is the nuances of the positivity of alcohol. But in mm. my opinion, overall, there are also a lot of negatives. Mostly negative because it's the one drug that is so accepted and yeah, culturally right. normalized, and just like. You know, you, everyone goes through their binge drinking stage. Some people don't mm-hmm. come out the other end. I'm just like, it is really scary. Even something like marijuana, yeah, it's like right. I'm way more into marijuana because you're just less likely yeah. going to die. As a societal, yeah, yeah. Like as a societal leisure drug, it has way less harm than alcohol. Like when I have a kid and they're entering grade nine and they're starting their journey of like substance abuse, I'm going to be way more concerned about their alcohol than their weed. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? When yeah. I think about their life or their, like, what could eventually yeah. happen. Like, I'd smoked a lot of weed in high school. It came out okay. 
I drank well, a also lot. Drank a lot. <laughs> I drank. I don't know what I drank. No. Drank a lot uh, in high school. Hey, man, okay. But I think when I drank, you, were the times where aware, I was the most dangerous. Yeah, like yeah. the highest risks. And it's like though, just remember though, like no smoking and driving too. People do that a lot. And it's yeah, still that's true. Out. That freaks me. I, out I know people well. are always like, but I'm more alert and I'm aware, and maybe that's true. No. But I still think like under the influence, just don't do it. It's just not worth it. All right, on that note, on that positive uplifting note. I feel like it's like I should do a podcast of all, like, there's so many of those, like, Paris Hilton, like, stories that I have. Yeah. Being drunk. Just like, like Greg's story time. I once broke into, like, the Daft Punk, like, green room with them with their helmets off. Okay, truly, I've on stage never, ever them. heard that story. I've why yeah. never told me that. I once, like, left, like, oh, my God, that, the Daft okay, Punk no, night. Let's have a Greg story time. Or you should just make YouTube videos. Those that story time hashtag. Anyway, but, like, if you want to hear Greg's stories, let us know. They all involve alcohol. Alcohol, though. That's the <laughs> or marijuana or Some marijuana, and then you're right. Or being a gay kid who's excited when they see Nicole Kidman, <laughs> and I fully, oh my god, that's like yelled at her and said hi. Okay, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. As always, if you want to chat with us, you can tweet us at, at Mitchell Moffat or at Wait Me Please, or use the hashtag Side Note Podcast. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.